We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all old episode of mm. Come On Down Show, the podcast presented to you today by John Baker, me. And that was too many words. What do you mean? It was way too many. It was a jumble of words. Okay. I will also be your host today for the recording of our older episodes, today's episode. So what's your name? Jonathan. Okay. Jonathan the Hustler Montney. I don't know why you had to give yourself a weird. I didn't give like it to that. myself. I got it when I was in third grade. All my friends and family have called. They've that called you the hustler. The since hustler. Third grade. Why is that? Well, they've called me Jonathan the hustler. Montney. Okay, they've called you. Why is why have they called you Jonathan the hustler? Montney? Because it sounds like something they would say on guts, which we've done an episode on. If you're not watching your wallet, it's probably going to go missing if you're at my house. You're gonna you steal people's wallets, and then ever gonna, since third grade, and then <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you uh, for some money. And you're not going to have it. And I'm going to say, man, I really, I'm in a bind and I really need some help. And you're going to say, I don't know what to tell you. I don't have my wallet. And then I'm going to emotionally hold you hostage saying, I can't rely on you. I can barely call you a friend right now. I asked you in a vulnerable state for a little bit of cash and you cannot supply that. Knowing full well that you have their wallet and that's what's presented. And that's why they call me the hustler. (laughs) Okay. All right. Hey, I mean, that's a perfect segue into, coincidentally, mm. the fact that today we're talking about a game show called The Hustler. And I did not know that. You didn't. I asked you to prepare for it. Very no, specifically. I go into every single... I, I said, are you are mm-hmm. you sure you're ready for this right. one? And you said, absolutely, 100%. Three exclamation points. Yeah. Uh-huh. I go into every single one of these, and I have looked up the name of the show on mm-hmm. Wikipedia. Okay. And then I close that browser. But I tell you the name of the show. You have to look up on Wikipedia that to make it is, sure, in fact, the name hey, of the look, show. Hey, look. If people call you John the Hustler Baker, and I know sometimes you are trying to, you know, yank on my chain, so I got to make sure the show so you told me about. So both of us are called the Hustler. You think? <laughs> it's weird to me that you don't remember that your nickname <laughs> okay. is the Hustler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into the Hustler, mm-hmm. I guess we've got. This is a very oddly named document in What's my it email. Called? Uh, Chester McGruggles dot doc x. <laughs> I guess that's the name of the sponsor today. Today's sponsor is a unique butcher shop slash farm that takes everything you know about eating meat and turns it on its horse. <laughs> when I put these through, I, when this client writes these, I take them and I put them into one of those auto text speech, text to speech websites. Okay. Um, and they're just as funny when I hear you read them. <laughs> Local DFW businessman Chester McGruggles wants to disrupt the status quo and slap some thick horse steaks on every grill in the Metroplex. Chester inherited his grandfather's horse farm and was quoted by Dallas Morning News saying, Yeah, I got this farm, and I'm like, what the hell do I do with 50 horses? I'm not going to take care of 50 horses, and Nolan Ryan has that successful beef business, and I like Nolan Ryan, so shit yeah. I'm just going to slaughter these dumbass horses and sell the meat. Go Rangers. (laughs) 
I was grossed out at first, but then I heard about these deals. Two ribeye horse steaks for $22.99. Horse tri-tip, $9 a pound. Horse ribs, 12 bucks per rack. And a Heath jumbo steak. That's when Mr. McGruggles takes an eight-ounce filet mignon beefsteak and wraps it with a thick with a thick slab of horse shank. When asked about his new concoction, Chester said, "Yeah, or maybe I'll wrap some horse meat around non-horse meat. I mean, people won't know the difference, right? People are dumb. Seriously, though, who keeps fifty horses? I feel like that's way too many horses. I think my granddad was a horse hoarder." And for a limited time, head to Chester's Horse Farm and take a fun little ride around the galloping area. The website states, Come on down and ride some of my horses. The rides will be available until someone buys the horse steaks and I have to cut it up. Come on down and ride a horse and then I'll kill it for you and you can take home some thick horse steaks. Best of both worlds, 50 horses is too many horses. We don't have that many horses now because we're slaughtering them right up. You ride them, I bite them. Then you slide them down your gullets. Chester McGruggles here, CFO. <laughs> Chief Financial Officer. <laughs> yeah. He does it all. He's a one-man shop. Oh, my gosh. Chester McGruggles Horse Farm. Come for the horse rides, leave with some horse steaks. I could probably handle, like, ten horses. Fifty is too many. I, I like how when he was quoted, he ended his quote saying, Chester McGruggles here. Yeah, that's his sign off. That is, yeah. it's more, it a, seems like more of an up top thing you would a, say. You could do, you could do either. I mean, depending depending on the structure, the way you want to lay it lay it out, it's a writing thing. Okay. So, thank you, Chester. And by the way, notice, come on down, listeners. Don't get any sort of a no discount sort of promotion. These are going fast. <laughs> this is a limited supply. There's only fifty horses, yeah. guys. How many steaks do you get out of fifty horses? A thousand? Forty thousand? Hundred thousand? I would not say any of those. Oh. I would say maybe seven steaks. Seven steaks out of fifty horses? Oh, out of fifty total? Yeah. What's seven times fifty? Three hundred forty thousand. <laughs> I think that's right. I don't know. I don't think you've proven me wrong. Anyway, mm-hmm. much like Chester McGruggles is a hustler, baby, and I want you to know. Mm-hmm. The Hustler is a televised game show program. As well. On the ABC network. That is cool. Very few horses involved. However, <laughs> it is hosted by Craig Ferguson. You know him of Scottish fame. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of Scottish stuff. The Scottish play. Like Eggs. Macbeth. Mm. Um, I, I first knew Craig Ferguson... From uh, the Drew Carey show. Did you ever watch that? I did. That was very popular was in my like, household. He was the the boss. Mm-hmm. On the Drew, well, in the in the Cleveland Rocks incarnation of the Drew Carey show. They were the original, like oh, the yeah. first season or two. Remember it was like that weird psychedelic intro? Yeah. Where they're all very, dancing. Like, it was like the colors were going yeah, in and out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think he was on it at that point. I think when the show changed format a little bit. Uh, and then they got the Cleveland Rocks theme song. Cleveland That was when Rocks. we got Craig Ferguson. And he he's a comedian of himself. And he acted on there. Mm-hmm. And then in 2005, I think probably what most people who are familiar with him are familiar with him as, he hosted the Late Late Show on One CBS. of the best renditions of a late night talk show compilation on youtube that i've ever (laughs) watched and there was a horse on the show 
It all comes full circle uh-huh. because there was a horse on the show. There was also, I mean, this was the thing about the late, late show. And I, I feel like I didn't probably properly appreciate it in its time. Mm-hmm. He was, he hosted this from 2005 to 2014. Um, it was truly kind of what this late night block was supposed to be all about, especially the the later, the late, late show. Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of pioneered by David Letterman um, in Late Night after Johnny Carson in the 80s when he got his show on NBC Mm -hmm. at 1.30 Eastern, uh, 12.30 Central. Or 11.30, 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 Central was when the the shows, the late night shows were on uh, after Carson. Because it was kind of done in a very irreverent like alternative comedy type of way like whereas carson was kind of targeting the greatest generation and like the older baby boomers in the in the 80s letterman was like the gen x rebellious type of just go all out and making fun of the guests yeah exactly just having fun with it uh not taking it seriously and that carried over when uh, when Leno got The Tonight Show and then Letterman left NBC and got Late Night on CBS, Conan O'Brien took over the 1230 spot and, and he did the same spot. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, he, and he held that job forever. Well, no. Oh. Um, but he did the same sort of thing where like the very, very first episode of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, the the intro of the episode was... A bunch of people on the street saying like, hey, good luck. You better be as good as Dave. <laughs> and Conan going into his office at uh, the studio and standing on a chair in his dressing room, tying a noose around his neck when somebody knocks on the door and says, you're on. And he <laughs> pulls the noose off his neck to go on stage to do his opening monologue. Oh, that is the very first opening to Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And... Again, that's kind of what that after the first late night show show was all about. Yeah. It was it was different. It was targeted towards a younger demographic. It was edgier. It was fuck um, the man. It was yep. we know who the man is. Mm-hmm. We're all aware of the man. I'm aware of him. Let's gang fuck this guy mm-hmm. and let's squeeze out some comedy at the same time. And Craig Ferguson very much upheld that twelve thirty time slot. Um the the appeal of that in, in his own way, he had a... Uh, so Grant Imahara from um, Mythbusters, rest in peace, died of a massive brain aneurysm last year. He built the his robot sidekick for Craig Ferguson on the How show. How can we always say how people died? I think it's important. Why? He, I've, always, I've always said, and you can ask my wife about this, mm-hmm. that if and when I die... I have it as a requirement that the cause of my death be in my obituary, no matter what it is. Because you hate reading obituaries. I hate reading obituaries and being like, how the fuck did this person die? Okay, yeah. there, were, there were 47. How did they die? What happened? Yeah. And, and it'll be, so somebody will post on Facebook or whatever, like, praying for my friend's family, tragically lost. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I want to know. 
and I get no information from their obituary. I need even to... when you comment on their Facebook post, what the fuck happened? To your <laughs> hey, what di- the fuck happened to your friend? Was it a drug overdose or something? Were they a drug addict? They kind of look like a drug addict. I'm looking at their profile pictures. Um, I want to know. I'm very curious about how people died. Okay. And I think it's our right to know how you everybody know. died always. Okay. So I will be sharing that. Like, hey, put it on my so tombstone. So you lead by example. Put it on your tombstone. Yeah. yeah. Here, li- you know- here lies John Baker. Yeah. Tragic skydiving accident. Right. Okay. I mean, that's that's. I guess that's fair. He died the way he lived. And you're living by example. So every time you bring up a death, you're going to. to I'm gonna. I'm going to point out how, miles per hour. how that. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically, but yeah. then literally, it's how what killed you. That's how I died. Yeah. 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 So I want to bring that Grant. Grant Amhara, because everybody knows if you've seen Mythbusters, Grant Amhara, well, that's a young guy. I can't believe he died last year. Yeah. What Was it COVID? I don't want to stoke any fear-mongering. I want people to know, no, listen, sometimes your brain just blows up and kills you. Yeah. And that's what happened to Grant Amhara. And Mahara, that's what happens when you have a curious mind. <laughs> Think less is what I've learned. Yeah. He was a very smart guy. He used his brain a lot. And look, where, look what his brain did to him. Yeah. His brain said, oh, you want to use me this much? Fuck you. And the brain self-destructed itself, uh-huh. knowing that it would kill itself. But at least it didn't have to fucking answer all this guy's questions all the point. time. So Grant Imahara, he built his, quote, gay robot sidekick, gay robot skeleton sidekick. Okay. Jeff. Yeah. And it was uh, uh, an animatronic skeleton. Mm-hmm. With, with a mohawk. Yes, with a mohawk that had a voiceover artist um, synced up to his movements and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's the kind of weird stuff, like I said, that you kind of expect out of this time slot. Uh, He quit after... uh, So David Letterman produced... His contract with CBS allowed him to choose who the show on after him was. That's such a a baller clause. Yeah. So David Letterman announced his retirement. And so the rights of the show all went back to CBS because David Letterman wasn't going to be around anymore and so uh, craig ferguson said basically i think instead of dealing with all their bullshit (laughs) he was just gonna quit and so he ended his show in 2014 and then james corden took over and has done a bunch of boring stuff with it since and i'm sorry um i'm sorry how many likes did you get on your video when Mm -hmm. you sang justin bieber in your car Mm -hmm. and then uh Jimmy Fallon took over on The Tonight Show and has made sure that that doesn't have any comedy in it. <laughs> and Stephen Colbert took over from David, David Letterman. Dude, and he forgot peace. that he used to be one of the funniest people alive Dude. and uh, started being really lame and uh, pandery and boring. And late night TV shows are absolutely terrible now. Across the board. Your mic just dipped. It did. It's kind of got a little flaccid. It hey. Heard what I was saying I think about this, this is, late night. I, th- <laughs> I think this is... So hold on. So with that analogy or metaphor, I guess, mm-hmm. your mic is constantly erect. My mic is constantly erect, except when it gets depressed about the state of comedy. <laughs> what if that's how penises were? Instead of the opposite. They were always erect. And then, and then when you got aroused, it would go flat. Well, then it wouldn't work very well. I mean, you could still make it work. Could you? Would you, you put have to two like, popsicle sticks? I was about to say you take popsicle sticks to it. God damn it! 
this is the kind of hard hitting comedy late night. This can is what learn late night is from. missing. All right. Um, yeah. So he he was on the Late Late Show, which is now the James Late Late Show with James Corden, mm-hmm. and R.I.P. Comedy. And now he is the host of The Hustler, and he looks like a sexy sly fox. He really does. And he's, he's got, got an ass he, ascot. He's got an accent. An accent and ascot. The two most important things I would say for wooing American men women. or women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's got some silvery ass slicked hair mm-hmm. and a dapper suit. And he's in like a, a, a set that looks like a drawing room. It looks like Where's the by the way, I haven't seen your drawing room in this house. Where yeah, it, well it's right here. Oh, the little cut out in the corner over there mm-hmm. okay which is this fun when i was giving the tour clearly i don't think anybody knows what that is for right, a little or why it's there or something but our friend fran clearly was like that's stupid what is that what is that for and i was like you should sell the house i am it's on the market already okay good and nobody's bought it you want to know why because of the because of the damn hutch yeah. you gotta photoshop it out of the zillow or, yeah, or I'll put something even more distracting next to it so people don't even realize that there's a, a cutout hole there. Good call. So, The Hustler is um, not developed by Larry Flint, like the other Hustler properties, like the magazine and mm-hmm. the and the clubs and things like that. The Hustler had clubs? I started as clubs. Oh. You should watch The People vs. Larry Flint. No, thank you. Good I movie. don't care about Dirty Water. Starring... Uh, no, that's Flint, Michigan. That's a right different... where the hustler clubs are. <laughs> yeah. We're on the same page. <laughs> okay, uh, starring um, Woody Harrelson as okay. Larry Flint. Good movie. Check it out. Hard, so hard pass. Uh, Michael Moore directed it, and I'm back in. <laughs> and the sh- the show is it is a mix of like a game show and. Like a murder mystery in some so aspect. Here's what it is. Clue. You you take the movie Knives Out. Okay. You take out you pluck out Daniel Craig. You plug in Craig you Ferguson. You plug in Craig Ferguson. Uh-huh. And then Solid trade. there's also QA. And that's it. And that's the entire Knives Out plot. <laughs> that is the entire <laughs> Knives Out plot. Great movie, by the way. It was a great movie. Uh it's got two sequels coming to Netflix. And they're going to suck. It's going to have Daniel Craig back, though. So. Oh, you're right. Um, every time the same actors come back, the second and third uh, are great. Just as good as the first. It's a good point. It's a good point in your, in your, in your argument, though. Um, mm, I don't know. Ever heard of Hangover 2? Yeah, that was bad. Oh, well, maybe I could give you another one. Okay. Um, Hangover 3? I never saw Hangover 3 because Hangover 2 was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, so. I was like, all right, I get it. The third one had Oh, I get it. It'll be the same plot again. But in a different location. Right. And with more money. Yeah. So the the show has five contestants. Well, kind of. Ooh. It has five, ostensibly yeah. five contestants. And they're all sitting in this fancy looking drawing room. Like I said, a kind of clue-like. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, Craig Ferguson is dressed very fancily. And mm-hmm. there are five people sitting in fancy chairs. You have gotten to that part. It is time to move on. Okay. And and so they're all sitting there. There's like two on one side, three on the other side uh-huh. in chairs. Right. 
And the chairs are mahogany. It looks like something you'd see in a drawing room. Would. A drawing room. Like, have you seen the movie Clue? Have you played the board game Clue? I have. Kind of like that. So there are five people. However, one of them is not just a regular contestant. One of them is the hustler. Mm -hmm. The way the game works, there are 10 questions throughout the game. The questions are worth $10,000 each. Mm -hmm. They're pretty difficult questions, if I say so. Yes, they are. And the catch is that the hustler... One of the people in the seat in the the, drawing room that looks like Clue. Yes. One of these five people knows the answer to every question in advance. Shut up. And those questions somehow tie into some fact about their life. So, they're trying to build up money together. At two points in the game, Mm -hmm. after the third question and after the sixth question, the hustler will eliminate one of the other four contestants. Holy shit. They're trying to build up their bank. And then at the end, if the two remaining non-hustlers can agree that the hustler is the hustler, Mm -hmm. those two people split the bank. If those people... Do not agree and correctly guess the hustler. The hustler wins all the money themselves. There's no way that's true. Uh, well, this the, is a show I can watch. This is a show you can watch. With I wish you did. Uh, uh, I did. <laughs> I, okay. I watched it. Okay. And the one that I watched, it had the hustler was a whip, whip artist. Oh. A whip artist. In a polyamorous relationship with five other people, men and women. Okay. Hot, go on. Who listened, her most listened song on Spotify or was his. Baby Shark. So they have a kid. Nope. Okay. And um, I think the other facts were, I was like, okay. The, oh, and she's working on the... Or he. No, it was a, a woman. Well, right, but you don't know that at the time they're sharing these facts. I knew who it was because I guessed correctly. Oh, did you? Nope. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she's also working with the mission who are are, are geared to send the next person to Mar- or uh, the moon, moon landing. Oh, wow. Because one of the questions was, what's the name of the upcoming uh, moon project? It's Artemis. Artemis. So, yeah, the the question. So as they're going, like I said, these questions are ten thousand dollars each. The hustler doesn't want to reveal themselves. So there's kind of an interesting song and dance of like if everybody else is agreeing on an incorrect answer, mm-hmm. the hustler doesn't want to come in and be like, "No, I really think it's this one," and be the only one that's right. Because then they're going to reveal themselves to potentially be the hustler. Yeah. And, but but if they don't do that, then they miss out on a potential $10,000 from getting this question right. It's a tough line to walk. It is very, like, I feel like you almost want to try and get your thought in early. Because after every question, they have a one minute to discuss. Yeah. And decide on an answer as a team. And as the game goes on. It's more of an argument than a discussion. Yeah. And so I feel like if you're the hustler, you may be like, maybe not necessarily first all the time, but you want to get your answer in there early 
so that other people might latch on to it. Mm -hmm. Because if, if people are like, it's definitely not this one and that's the right one and you're the hustler, you're like, well, you know that one everybody else eliminated? I think it might be that one because you're gonna you're gonna out yourself. So yeah. it's tough. And and I think the 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 and the other part of the challenge is before each question they reveal a fact about the hustler. You listed several facts about the hustler mm -hmm. on an episode that you watched. And generally the following question somehow relates to yeah. the fact that has just been shared. So if it says, you know, this person was an Olympic hot dog swimmer eating contest. Oh, there's I wish that was at the Olympics. I really do wish it was. <laughs> really and it will come. They and, will get their respect one day. Joey Chestnut would win every time for the US of A. I don't know. Oh, for the US of A, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um and and they're they're basically trying so 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 if it's a question about olympic swimming or something like that or if it says this person was an olympic swimmer and then it asks about like a swimming stroke obviously that person is going to know that the answer person knows and, and you, don't, you don't want them to or they don't want to out themselves so there are probably going to be some questions missed along the way even though one of the people colluding to come up with the answers mm -hmm. knows every answer for a 100 percent fact i wouldn't be able to do it you don't think you can miss it? You, you'd be I, wouldn't like, no, be able, that $10, I wouldn't be able to give away $10,000 <laughs> to be like, mm, maybe I can win half the pot at the end of the show. No, no, thank no, you. No, if you're the hustler, you win the whole pot. Okay, whatever. I, I, no, I want the whole pot and I want the pot to be $100,000. And I want these other two people that have been fucking eyeing me the whole time saying, we know you're the fucking hustler to go fuck themselves <laughs> because that's my money. I got those answers correct. Wow. But you didn't. You knew them all. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, uh, okay. So if I get something correct, I didn't know it? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the show premiered just this year, January 4th on ABC. P-COVID. Post-COVID. Mid-COVID, really. Are we even post-COVID yet? Yeah, we are. are we? I don't wear a mask, baby. Do you know that Los Angeles has a mask rule in place again? They do. It's a new rule because they've got a, that Delta variant going wild. Which, honestly, that's kind of a baller name. Because it sounds like it's named after a frat house. Okay, yeah. I was thinking more of like uh, a sci-fi movie. Would There would be... Or there uh, would the be Delta like, variant. It's compromised your system. He has the Delta variant. <laughs> and the guy sneezes once and like shoot him in the fucking face. Mm -hmm. Which is what you got to do. But then they don't really have the guts to do that. And then it spreads and gets out of control. And yeah. Matt Damon gets it. Right. And then a dog gets it. And the dog has to run from one base to another base. And there's a helicopter chasing it to shoot it. Wow. Should we make this movie? Have you seen The Thing? Uh, no. John Carpenter? I will say this right now. Okay. This is off topic. I just yeah. want to say one thing no. about it. One of the best movies I've ever seen. Wow. One there's of the best. There's movies your I've ever review seen. for the not thing. Not horror movie, not thriller, not sci-fi. One movie. of the best movies I've seen. And who does Craig Ferguson play in that movie? So he is the dog. Okay. Uh, and it's, and it's, and he's, and he's the dog. And the thing was actually built by Grant Imahara from mm -hmm. MythBusters. That's right. So, the show has ten thousand dollars a question. Ten questions, like I said. However, the mm. tenth question is not a ten thousand dollar question. It's a double or half question. No way. So 
If you've gotten every question right up until this point, you're at $90,000. If you get this last one right, you're at $180,000. If you miss it, you're at $45,000. So this one is, along the way, the hustler could afford to sacrifice $10,000 here or there. But this one, like, say say they've decided, you know, three times throughout the show, I I don't think I can push this through without being obvious, they're at $60,000. It's the difference between $120,000 and $30,000, this last question. Mm. So it's a pretty big difference. It's, it puts a lot of pressure on the hustler to try and make sure that this one is correct. Yeah. And and I think that's that's an interesting little twist you've got at the end there. And then after the final question, each of the three people has to put up a name of who they think the hustler is. Mm-hmm. And so the hustler... So between us two, who would, whose name would you put up that you think is the hustler in this mini game that we're playing right now? You. Okay, well, I have you up. Oh, well, then I guess we both lose. So you put them up, and then you have basically another minute to debate and try and change the person's It's basically the mind. hustler trying to seriously fuck your head up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, maybe they identified the hustler and that person's trying to talk themselves out of it. Like, no, dude, listen, trust me. I picked this person because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Whatever. Trying to trying to switch them up. And, and then after that, we reveal whether they correctly identified the hustler or not by doing a tried and true... Hustler stand up. Yep. Uh, we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Will a real you know, hustler please stand Will up? Will a real hustler please stand up? And so they identify themselves, and sometimes if they're identified correctly, then the two other people split the money. If they're not, the hustler wins all the money for themselves. I watched an episode where I, I was right off the bat felt like I think this woman is the hustler. Mm-hmm. And nothing that happened during the course of the game led me to change that thought, uh, except the one thing that was brilliant, I thought, mm-hmm. was there were two questions in there. Um, one of them was about the, or no, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. There was There was a fact shared that this person rode uh, a 4 a.m. train to the Philadelphia Eagles championship parade. And there was a question that was what uh, a Philly taco is a food that's a Philly cheesesteak wrapped in what? Is that a sex thing? (laughs) Yeah, I wish. (laughs) Um, And it was pizza. A slice of pizza Gross. was the answer. That's disgusting. And so when they were first introducing themselves at the very beginning of the game, it says, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Sort of thing. Because we've already established at this point that the hustler, the first fact was that they used to work in Northeast Nigeria as an intelligence officer. Okay. And so they all introduced themselves in this one woman. So, you know, where are you from? And she says, I used to work in the Southeast. <laughs> yeah, as an intelligence Southeast officer. Uh, and she says, she's from Philadelphia. 
and yada yada. And so they're getting late in the game, and one guy's like, "Listen, if you knew that there were questions coming up about Philadelphia, you wouldn't have said you're from Philadelphia." Mm-hmm. Which was the genius of her admitting the fact that she was from Philadelphia. Yeah. Because of that, it Jedi mind tricked the other people into thinking, well, if she knew there were questions about Philadelphia, she wouldn't have said said that she was from Philadelphia. Yeah. Which reverse psychology them into believing it's definitely not her. And the whole show was these two guys at the end just arguing over which one of the other it was and trying to convince her which one of them to vote for with none of them ever even considering her as a possibility at all yeah that's the best it was pretty genius she missed the double or nothing question also what? because it was and and that that question tipped me off for that for sure it was definitely her mm-hmm. because it was about like a a lizard this this the hustler Sick. has has a lizard as a pet a specific type of lizard Gross. that I, I don't remember what kind i'd never heard of it before i don't think horny toad no i've heard of that okay and can you name some more lizards? Uh, West Bank. That was it. So the question was about, in order to regulate body heat, this lizard has an a third what? And the choices were like lung, nostril, eye, ear. Nostril. And so the first guy was like, I don't know, maybe like nostril or lung, like... And and it said like on its back or something like that. Okay. And then they were like, would there be like a lung on its back? That that would be weird. Maybe it's nostril, yada yada. And and they're start, starting to lean towards nostril. And then they're like, what do you think to her? And she was like, I don't. It could be nostril or eye is what what I'm thinking. And she's like, but I don't really know. And then they just the. I I think maybe they guessed nostril or something like that. Oh, and the answer was I. To I regulate heat. Yeah. That makes no sense. I agree. This is a made up animal. I agree. But the fact that they had all but eliminated I amongst the two other guys like right away as they were debating. And then when they asked for her input, oh. she threw in one of the answers they were suggesting and I, which ended up being the correct answer. Yeah. Led me to believe that was her subtle way of trying to lead them towards the right answer without overtly trying to stomp on what they were doing and make yeah. it too obvious. So I was like, I think it's definitely got to be her. Um, but my favorite, I think my favorite part of the entire episode was early on, one of the guys had said, there was a question about chess. Because the, the person, or maybe the fact about the person was that they play chess mm-hmm. online or something like that. And so Craig Ferguson kind of Every time there's a fact, kind of interviews the people, because Craig Ferguson also does not no know who the hustler is. Yeah. He is not told, and so he's interviewing the people, trying to suss out additional information about these little facts from them. Do you play chess? When you know, yada yada yada, all this stuff. And one of the guys was like, "No, not really chess. I'm I play video games, but that's about it. Whatever." And then later on, the one of the facts was like this person could have or had a chance to be a Mar- a professional Mario Kart player, mm. but turned it down. And they were like, you said you play video games, like blah, blah, blah. 
And then he said, he was like, he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm, re- I'm regretting saying that. I can't believe like, blah, blah, blah. And then he said something like, well, who, who do you play as when, when you play Mario Kart? Like asking the people, the other people or something like that, or Craig Ferguson asked whatever. And they asked him and he was like, he was like, I mean, just different people every time. I don't really have like a set character. And the other guy goes, and I had to write this quote down so I could share it verbatim. Mm-hmm. He said, you have a different character every time you play. Ethan, what kind of answer is that, bro? <laughs> he was so mad. That he was like, this guy is definitely lying. If he if he's claiming that he doesn't have a set Mario yeah. Kart character, uh, yeah. he's got to be the hustler because he doesn't have a set Mario Kart character. What kind of answer is that, bro? Yeah. Uh, I was dying laughing. I, don't, I can see that, like... I have a set character. I Who's imagine you character? have a set character. It's Mario with Wow, wow, cool, original. Yeah, it is. It's Mario with the the flying uh costume when he's got the feather. Feather Mario? What's okay. that called? Yeah. Uh Tanuki Mario, I think. Yes. Um that's my character. Mine is Wario. You lengthy ass bitch. No, that's Waluigi. Wario's short and fat. And Wario has heart problems. Who doesn't? Wario is is Wario evil Mario? Yeah. Then who's Waluigi? Evil Luigi? Evil Luigi, yeah. Well, at least while Wario looks like Mario, Waluigi doesn't look like Luigi at all. He's a little, a little Luigi. He's taller and skinnier like Luigi is. So who's evil princess? Wait till the next Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> We're introducing them one at a time. Okay. So, yeah, I think there are... There's there's a lot of intrigue in like the debating and the people trying to f- figure out what little clues other people are giving away to try and nail yeah. this down. It's and it's it's an hour long or forty two minutes or whatever on network television, and ten questions. So you're not getting a a ton of questions for for your time here. Right. Your time value of question is low, but there is a lot of interesting insight into just trying to analyze how people are suggesting answers of whether they know it or not. And then how people are answering some of the questions about themselves and, yeah. and reacting to other people's questions about themselves. So there's a lot of, of interest kind of going on at all times. I don't like it. You don't like that part of I it. I don't like it. And I'll tell you why. Okay. It's just people lying to each other. Right. I don't like it. And so it's like I've any, seen so it's like any TV show or movie. I've seen this game is similar to a card game. People call the it werewolf. mafia or people call yeah. it werewolf. Yeah. And we were playing at our friend Jeremy's house one okay. time. Was I there? You were there. Okay. And it was a large group of people. You usually play with a large group of people. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy, as I know him best, is a goofy kind of all over the place loose fun guy Mm -hmm. he is a lawyer yeah in a pretty cutthroat industry in a pretty cutthroat uh i mean he's like a lawyer for lawyers essentially so i always knew he had a more of a serious side you you Uh you can't you can't bring you can't quote commercials in court that doesn't get you very far yeah depending on the trial (laughs) And I watched Jeremy convince everybody in his home that was playing this game, including his own wife, mm-hmm. 
in a impassioned, what I thought was very truthful tantrum that he threw because they were about to vote him off or they were trying to collude and say, we think he's a werewolf. Right. I have never been more scared <laughs> and had more respect for him. It was at the, at that point I was like, okay, I have seen the ruthless Jeremy lawyer, Jeremy that he probably takes to court mm-hmm. in order to battle for his clients. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it because I don't want that. I don't want my fun, goofy friend to be able to lie to his own wife in her eyes and almost borderline cry because he's like, I cannot believe you're doing this to me. How dare you? I He was like, I told you this multiple times. Why would I be? And then he was doing his whole mm-hmm. court case. And so I don't like it. I don't like games like this. I'm not good at games like this. I am. I have decent strategy. If you're if we're playing chess, if we're playing basketball, I've got a decent strategy I bring to the court. But you can't lie to me. I cannot strategize and lie at the same time. My brain does not allow for that to happen. It is too hard to lie already. You have to be a smart person to keep track of all your lies. Yeah. Now you have a now you're having to use those lies as pieces in your game of chess. You know, these pieces fall apart and crumble in my mind. Now I'm trying to rook you. With a lie that I don't remember I told. I don't remember exactly how I presented this lie. Uh huh. So I don't like it. It's fun to watch, but it makes me feel uncomfortable because you know one of these people's lying to your face and they might get to walk away and get rewarded for lying to you. For being good at lying. Wow. So I think everybody should just be a real nice, fun, go lucky bus driver. And everybody should, that should be everybody's job. You know what's interesting is before we recorded this episode... I said that I was so sure you would like this show mm-hmm. that I would give you $10,000 if you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And your impassioned plea right now about how much you don't like this show yeah. is ringing a little hollow to me. I mean, you can you know fill it up with some oatmeal because it's not hollow. It's full what? of oatmeal. <laughs> it's not hollow. Why are you laughing right now? Because I'm telling you that it's not you hollow. You fucking loved the show, didn't you? you I did not. love it. I, I did I know not. that you love it. You know what? It. Here's the thing. If let's do, Let's wait till the end when we rank it, how many buzzers I'll give it, mm-hmm. and you'll find out if I'm lying to you or not. All right. Does that sound good? I guess so. And then you'll pay me $10,000. <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's interesting that you, that you mentioned all that because one of the things that I noted when watching this is like this is our like 48th episode or something of this show we have to do something cool for 50 we might here let's review 50 shows in one episode okay (laughs) is that of like the 48 shows this is like the fifth or sixth one that's just about lying would i lie to you yeah to tell the truth Mm -hmm. uh what's my line did we do what's my line i think so yeah, I think we did. Like there, there are a lot of game shows. What was the one we just recently did? Was that what's my line? Uh, would I lie to you? Would I? Okay, yeah. We've done. There are a lot of game shows that are just about people lying. Deceit is fun to some people, not me. Not to you? No. Are you sure? I'm bad at it. If I was good at lying, would I do it more? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I bet it's really fun to lie to people and look in their eyes and be like, "You don't know. You have no fucking clue what I'm." 
I'm lying to you, and you probably get off. You're on so it. stupid. You probably get off. I'm so on much it. smarter than you. Exactly. So I imagine you feel awesome if you're a good liar, but I can't do it. So I'm not gonna tell you I wouldn't do it if I was good at it. I, okay. I can't tell you that. I haven't been in that position. Maybe, maybe you would lie. Maybe. And it also reminded me of this is a show that I never really watched, but The Mole. Do you remember that show? No, it doesn't really ring a bell. So it was also a show on ABC. It was more of a reality show. It it was kind of, uh, it was 2001 it came out. So I guess it was kind of on the heels of like Survivor mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff when those first started really gaining in popularity. And this one, instead of like people eating monkey poop and living in the woods or whatever, mm. they traveled the world in fancy places and had nice meals, but they were competing in... Uh, different contests to earn money for the team and one person was kind of voted off every episode and you know they're building up their bank I I don't know up to potentially a million dollars or something like that depending on how they're doing these things but one of the contestants is the mole and they are actually just a, a paid actor by the production studio to try and fuck them up on all the things oh so that gosh. they earn as little money as possible. Yeah. So they're like traveling around cities trying to find stuff. And this person is trying to get them lost or that's messed or, up or whatever. Did they ever go as far to like, like slash the tires? I don't know that they did like that sort of stuff. So you where... can't like poison people. No, you could poison just tire slashing is a little over the that line. Was over... Okay. Got yeah. It. Some people deserve to be poisoned. Tires didn't do anything to hurt anybody. <laughs> Except in that one movie, Rubber. Or that viral video of that tire that comes off the highway and kills the guy because it hits his head so hard. You watch a lot of videos of people dying? You've never seen that video? It's just a guy walking down the street and you see this tire <laughs> flying <laughs> bonk, down. Bonk. And it just takes him out. And a lot of people in the comments thought he died. And I think they were right. Because it, if a tire hits you that hard in the back of the head, there's no way you're walking up and being like, Whoa, where the fuck did that come from? Do you think you could avoid getting hit by a tire? If it was coming from behind, no. You don't have like a sixth sense of like I feel like something bad. Do I have a sixth sense that I can? And it's a specific sixth sense. It's like about tires hitting you in the back of the head. If what if if a genie came down? I feel like I have. If a genie came out of the bottle and was like, "You want a superpower?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I want a sixth sense." If a tire is coming at me, I can sense it in the back of my head, which is a smart thing to do because that eliminates one potential cause of death for you. And they're only like five. Right. So you're good to go after that. Yeah. You've got the COVID vaccine <laughs> done. If you get this tire sense. Right. Then all you have to worry about is uh, terrorism. Or, and and if you ask your brain too many questions, aneurysm. Yeah, terrorism, curiosity, <laughs> and um, wild wild cheetahs. Right. Those. So if you get those. You're, if it's a domesticated cheetah, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, all you got to worry about is terrorism, curiosity, and wild cheetahs. So just don't ever travel outside the U.S. and you're good, essentially. There are zoos. Are those wild, though? I Listen, if you were in a zoo, wouldn't you lose some of think your about it. spunk? Whenever they're like, oh, a tiger escaped from the zoo, they're always freaking out about it. They're never like, don't worry, it's a domesticated tiger, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. Once it's out of the zoo, it's wild. I feel like I would lose that killer instinct. If you're just being fed every day, the first thing you're going to do is go kill somebody for food. I wonder about that a lot. Like I have a dog as a pet and he 
has lived a very nurtured and spoiled mm-hmm. life. You right. know, like he has milk he was, baths. He was he was born uh, with some other dogs at a little house, and you stole him from. I them. stole him away from those other dogs when he was eight weeks old, mm-hmm. and since that day, he's had everything he's ever wanted. He's mm-hmm. had a roof over his head. He's had food and water and warmth and exercise and fun play and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, if if he just got thrown out in the streets, even though he's got you know sharp teeth and instincts to defend himself right he'd be fucked he doesn't he doesn't understand like how you've gotta struggle for things hunt for your food Uh, yeah exactly he'd be screwed he'd come crawling back home i mean i think the only time animals well dogs slip into that is if you're in survival mode like Like you're starving you're right like a dog's probably gonna attack a kid if they're starving. You think a dog's going to be like, no, hey, that's going to be bad for our brand. What do you... Th- <laughs> do you think that the kid deserves it at that point? Well, it depends. If it's a kid Hitler, then yeah, maybe he deserved to die. Wow. But if it's just Some like, kids deserve to die. Jonathan Motney, write that on his Wikipedia. If, like, if Quote, it's baby Hitler, it deserves to die. It... Babies are its now, Dio? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't have one. If I had one, then I'll probably be like, babies are great. They shouldn't die. But like right now, do you, so one specific baby should die. There's a thing that I do a lot, mm-hmm. which is... Um, do you just scroll through pictures of kids and you're like, this one should die. This one shouldn't die. <laughs> well, that's not what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> uh, that I feel like I frequently disassociate babies with humans. And like my wife calls me out on this. Like I'll be like, oh, because I will say it about a baby or something like that. Instead of he or she, Mm -hmm. I will say like, oh, that baby, it is blah, 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 whatever. It is a baby. Yeah. I don't know. It's a baby. Like, oh, what'd you think of the baby? Was it, I don't know. It's a baby. Every baby looks like a baby. Yeah. And it's like, it's not an it, it's a he or it's a she. And I don't. Oh, so she just assumes she. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's she's a little problematic, but, okay. um, I for for whatever reason, like it's it's something that I don't think of it as like a a he or a she or whatever. It's just it's a baby, right? Do you do Here, that? Here's the thing: is that common? If you poop your pants, am I sick in the head? You're not a human. So you are not a human. We'll find out the buzzer rating at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Running out a lot of the buzzer rating at the end of this episode for some reason. No, I agree. I do agree. I mean, you can even just talk to parents. There is a clear shift when the parents like, okay, it's a human now, or they'll say something to that effect. It's a human now. Whatever. Like, look, I I can start seeing that they're understanding what I'm saying, right? Or Or like a personality starts to develop. Yeah, and it it you know it happens. You know, at one point your baby's just pooping water and sucking on boobs and like living the journey. Dope. Like, it is <laughs> sick, but props to babies. For yeah. That, honestly. It's like, oh, once you get a personality, ugh, you can't do that anymore. Why do you have a beanie on? It is 93 degrees out. Um, It's so weird to me that you check your watch for the temperature. And I mm-hmm. know that's normal. iPhone uh, watch. Our watches are normal. That's so weird to me. Um. 
Well, when you see you someone say, go like this, it's hey, for why time. do you have a beanie on? It's two twenty-five. It's for time. <laughs> that would make more sense to me. I would get that phrase. I would get that action with that phrase, right? Because I'm a hustler, and I said, okay. Jonda, look up pictures of hustlers, uh-huh. and and they some, all have beanies, and this? some of them were shirtless, and some of them had sunglasses, and I already did that bit recently. Yeah, you did, and some of them had a bear, like a fuzzy bear coat. And Ooh, one like of a them pimp? had a beanie on. <laughs> one of them had a beanie. It was that, oddly. It was just a picture of you under your bio of I Jonathan said, the Hustler Mott. I said, John, to take a picture of me, upload it to the internet. <laughs> now research for it and find that picture. And okay. that was there. That's smart. That's smart. So I think in another reason you'd be bad at this show is because you would go disguised as a hustler. You'd be like, I got to go with what a hustler <laughs> looks like to go be on this show. <laughs> What is a uh, what is a hustler? And I'm wear? like, and, I'm, and the whole time I'm like, I, I'm fucking with their heads, and they're like, and the hustler's that, like, we're gonna vote you off, and guy. I'm like, damn it! And you're like, I know this question is it because I'm the hustler or not? Yeah. Why? Why? why if you, you're not, why would you be teasing us? You realize the point is to not be the hustler. I don't know. Maybe. So one thing I forgot to mention: the way that the hustler eliminates people after mm-hmm. the third and sixth question. Every single person has to write down whoever they think they want to be eliminated at that point in time. Yeah. And then they go, Craig Ferguson takes it all and puts it in a pneumatic tube, like at the bank drive through and sucks it up. And so... Which is cool, but it did not go with the aesthetic of the show. Yes. It was a little weird in that sense. But I feel like if you were a rich person with a drawing room, you might have some pneumatic tubes around your house just to... It's like the new dummy waiter. Around. Yeah. Dumb waiter, not dummy waiter. It's called a dummy waiter and it's called a dumbass Susan. <laughs> um, so, so that way you don't know who is choosing who, who to eliminate. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's another interesting part of the hustler strategy because the hustler, like if, you seem to be thinking it's somebody else that's not me. I want to keep you and that person around so that you will continue thinking yeah. that it's that person. So I would eliminate somebody else from the show that's not either of you two so you can still continue thinking it's that person and taking the spotlight away from me. Because if I eliminate you, then uh, you're not there to have that belief. And if I eliminate them, you're like, oh, fuck, I was wrong. It's not that person. Yeah. So So there's that other interesting element of strategy there of trying to analyze who you think other people are thinking Mm -hmm. is the hustler at this point in time right to keep yourself safe or if somebody is thinking it's you you might want to eliminate them yeah get them the fuck out of there yeah so so i don't know i thought the show was interesting like i said i felt like it maybe could have been a little faster paced maybe we could fit a yeah, an, an even dozen questions instead of just ten. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get a little more in there, the questions, like I said, were hard. They were pretty tough. I mean, yeah, I didn't. I got maybe three or four of them right. Yeah, and there were four four multiple choice answer questions, and mm-hmm. they were still quite difficult. I thought. Yeah, but. I thought it was entertaining. I think it's an entertaining show. This is we're in season two, even though season one premiered six months ago. They just went right back into it. Yeah, which was weird to me. I was because I was like, oh, 
how is this season two? I thought this show just started. And I was right, it did. <laughs> but we got season two six months after season one because it's e- probably easy and quick to make. And because of COVID, the shows that take longer to make were on the back burner and not ready to be out yet. Yeah. And especially during the summer, this is kind of generally when a lot of these quick and easy shows and cheap shows yeah, air shows because the, the ratings so are lower and everything anyway. So really probably it was the first season came out when it did because of COVID. And then this is when a normal season of this show would probably come out. But I enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, I enjoy Craig Ferguson. He's funny and He was a great mediator. He would jump in before it got too heated. He moved the show along well. And he had some real fun quips, jokes, and gigs for everybody that was uh, there. Yep. Audience and contestants. Yep. So so I liked I liked him. I like the general idea of the show. I like I like mysteries. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of mysteries. Knives Out, one of my favorite movies of recent years, for example. Mm-hmm. Love that. Watch a lot of mysteries type of television series. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some like streaming some British streaming service because in Britain all they make is murder mystery shows. So there's a lot of those to watch yeah. Agatha Christie type of shows and like Dope. modern versions of that type of thing and local detective agency in this small town of 300 people that has a murder every week. Every week? They got have what's going to be on the show. Otherwise. Do they bust in serial killers? Basically. Wow. So I like mysteries. I like trying to analyze the clues and figure out who who is guilty. I think you are just researching um, how to lie better. I think that you like the lies. I think that you like lying to people. And I think that you use these as essentially textbooks to say, hmm, how did that person get caught? Now, if I were in that situation, how do I not get caught? Because that person got caught. Well, if you're right, I'll never tell you. Until you've got a knife in my back and you're like, you. And then, but then I die. The secret dies with me. Yep, exactly. Unless I text it real quick. <laughs> nope i I put your phone on airplane mode before I did it. You did. Um, unknowing, unknowing to you, I have a second phone. It's a, oh, it's a, it's a Boost Mobile, and it is it's your murder burner. And I bought exactly one text message. And, you, I, and you've pre-written it that right. <laughs> that I am uh-huh. a liar. Yes, and a murderer. And then I ask you to open up an envelope. And the text message that I had prepared is in the envelope. So now it's a magic show on top of a mystery. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Because okay. I also like magic. <laughs> I like the Penn and Teller show. Ooh. Fool Us. Have you watched that? It's where magicians go on and do tricks. And if they fool Penn and Teller, they say, good job. Pat on the back. Say, Be gone. You fooled us. And they get it open for their show in Vegas. But that's also a mystery solving show, really. You know what when else you is think a about mystery it? about the, sh- Love the show in Vegas? Is that I fell asleep for it when you, we watched it. You did. Uh-huh. And, um, so you don't know how any the of The whole act is a mystery. <laughs> not time. only do I not know how they did anything, I don't know what they did. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I liked it. I, like I said, I think if you could add a couple more questions, pace it up a little bit. Mm. I think that would improve it. Do you have improvements? Um, I do. I think that fist fight should be allowed. Fist fights? I think that fist they should be able to fight. And Craig Ferguson 
can let it go for about four or five seconds, and then they break it up, sit them back down in their drawing room type fancy chairs, and continue the show. Does it look like a clue set? It does. Okay. Have you seen Knives Out? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, that would be my first one, and but n- not anymore because I gave it a four point eight. A four point eight out of five. Yeah. So you were lying the whole fucking yeah, time. God damn it! I knew buddy. it. God. Hey, guess what? Oh. You've been killed by the werewolf. No. Yeah, dude. Damn it. Hey, Jeremy, come see your boy. I'll fucking out <laughs> werewolf you any day. Shit, don't sue him. You'll be a lawyer. Lawyer battle. Uh, wow, what a twist. Yeah, I, I'm going to give this a four out of five buzzers. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think Craig Ferguson is entertaining. I like to try and figure out who who the the evil liar is. It's the best part. If you're it, some of the some of the qualms I have with other game shows, it's just people answering questions. Maybe there's a small twist left in there. This adds a little. But this has got turns two it up games notch. going on at the same time. That's true. Get the questions right and figure out who is the hustler. And it's probably the guy in the beanie. Who's the hustler? What if that was the theme song? Um, I wouldn't watch the show. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I'll I'll probably willingly watch additional mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah, same. I told Jonna she would like the show. Nice. And yeah, she walked I out. bet you I bet you Erica will like it also. Was that a lie? No, I bet you she will. You're the werewolf. I vote you are the werewolf. If if there were if the person who did it also murdered some people, Erica would like it a lot more. Because <laughs> if there's a murder involved, she will watch the shit out of it. So she would like my fist fight situation, but yeah. she might go, you know, up at one more level. Yeah, exactly. All right, this has been the Hustler on ABC. You can catch up on season two right now on Hulu. Hulu, which is how I was watching it, um, and you can check us out. Just about every week right here on iTunes or YouTube or Spotify or Google or other platforms that this exists on, which Mm -hmm. is basically any of them that have podcasts. Correct. And to spread your seed far and wide. And tell your friends, mm -hmm. not about The Hustler so much as about this podcast. Right. And tell your kids you love them. Well, unless it's a lie. Especially if it's a lie. Oh, okay. Kids so you, kids do need to hear that. I agree. You yes. should probably tell me you love them. All right. See you guys next week. Can't wait to take this beanie off. My hair is itchy.